0: Get off your feet Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beats you hear on the show and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace High Beats on YouTube and at Ace High Beats on SoundCloud. Raised on the Radio has a brand new promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the crazy labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whatever you're looking for to satisfy your health and wellness needs, they have you covered they even have a whole section of their site that is dedicated to vegan, paleo, keto, and dairy-free products. Just go to the newly revamped truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in ROTR in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You won't regret it and you'll never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out their email or on the social medias. You can reach us at RaisedOnTheRadioSTL at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into this episode. Hey everybody! Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Cole Brocato, Patrick Blair, and Zoomland as usual. I have a question for you, sir. Um yeah. Music albums, wise. What's your take on live albums? Do you like live albums? Is it something that you're like, oh, I'll listen to that once, or do you do you not like them at all?
1: I like them. I think it just depends on who it is. And no, I, I mean, if it's a, if, it, if it's a live album from a band, I enjoy. Yeah, absolutely.
0: But would you listen to it more than once? Like, um, like, like, if, if you have the choice of, okay, I'm going to listen or I, watch. Watch is a different thing for sure. Totally different. Cause you get the crowd experience and all that kind of stuff too. Uh, I'm talking just listening. Here's why I ask because uh, you know that Lincoln Park is putting out their 20th anniversary of the Meteor al- Meteora album, and it's like a one mat-
1: of their, my, one of my least favorite records by them. By the way, no we'll way, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Good. But anyway,
0: so this I, I don't know if you've looked at this, but this is a big record and it has a lot of just like that last one they put out. It's got a lot of live music on it and stuff too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And I was just thinking. That's fun and all, and Linkin Park is one of my favorite bands of all time. But I don't know that I would ever like more than a couple of times listen to an actual live record.
1: Watching- you never listen to that live in Texas. I did. CD? I did. Okay. But that's a good one. But
0: again, I would rather watch the you know watch it.
1: Well, sure.
0: Than to listen to it, and if I am gonna listen to. You know, a, a hybrid theory or a meteora album. I would rather listen to the regular album than listen to him seeing it live.
1: Yeah, I mean, but that's such a good. That was such a well done live DVD and live CD. That's true. That's true. I could listen to the CD. I still have it somewhere. Yeah, I could still listen to it, Um and I did listen to it when I got it. But it was so well done. And th- dude, if you got, th- if you think about when that came out, how well produced that was, and this is before, you know, like. People complain about tracks these days, but dude, that band did all of those, like all of that stuff without tracks. Now they had DJ Han or whatever, and he added a lot, a, a huge element of what made that band so palatable to just everyone. I think is the elements that he brought to the table with the electronics, with the the mixing, the production that he did. But yeah, that's that's such a masterful live performance within itself. And then the DVD and the CD to come along with it was Mm -hmm. great. I I, dude, I, I wore that thing out. I was was so pumped for that tour. That was 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 from the summer sanitarium tour with Metallica. Was
0: that Oh three Oh four. Probably.
1: I want to say Oh three Oh three. We've talked about this before. I think because I I remember specifically when it got announced, I was like, I was trying out for a band and I went to like a tryout for a band the day that it got announced. And these dudes were all like, Linkin Park haters. They're like, why would they put Linkin Park and Mudvayne on a show with, or no, I think it was like, I think they were pro Mudvayne, pro Deftones. Not so. Oh, they, they hated Limp Bizkit and Linkin Park. But like, why would they lump in Deftones and Mudvayne with Linkin Park? Linkin Park. I'm like, oh, kind of all rule to me, dude. I think that's a <laughs> great fucking tour. I got <laughs> noticed. I was like, but I'll keep my mouth shut on this one. Yeah. I didn't join that band, obviously. But, uh, yeah, that was such a well done live CD. Can I, I'll tell you, I'll clue you in a little secret. The first, the one of the very first CDs I owned, uh, and I listened to it, but I, I was young, 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 young. But I listened to it over and over and over. It was a Woodstock '69 live CD.
0: Interesting C- CD or out. cassette tape? Yeah,
1: it was the CD. Okay. It was a CD. Okay, I got it. I got it for like a birthday or because I remember telling. It might have been from my parents, but I, I can't remember. But I remember telling them, like, I really love Jimi Hendrix. I really love, like, so, and Jimi Hendrix had, the you know, the Star-Spangled Banner and Purple Haze were on there. And, the, like, you know, they had, like, uh, oh, God, Joe Cocker was on there. Like, it was great. It was a great fucking CD. Yeah. But, you know, live from 1969, <laughs> was, you know. And this wasn't, like, a remastered version. Like, it was the tracks from, but it was still great. I wish I know I have that somewhere too. I need to find that. I'm sure you could do, you could buy it on iTunes sure, yeah. now, but I don't know if I want to do that. I'd rather just rock it old school. Yeah, but I, dude, I wore that thing out. I wore it out. I listened to it, but this is like you know, this is my days of like locking myself in my room and listening to music for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, with the lava lamps, bro, and the fucking oh, yeah, like yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you have a black light? Are you telling me you had like a black light and black light posters I or did anything not, like that? I
1: did not have. No, no, no. I didn't get that crazy, but I had. You know what I had was I, I put, you know, lights up in my room, like Christmas lights. Yeah. And a lava lamp. And yeah, yeah.
0: I had a lava lamp at one point. Set
1: the, set the mood. Yeah. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in Spencer's gifts. <laughs> that. And there was this place that. I think it was the only one, but I used to live for going there. It was called Spicers. It was called Spicers Five and Dime. And it was basically like a Spencer's, but they had more, I, I guess, more. It's hard to explain. had a lot more magic stuff there. Okay. Like if you wanted to do magic, that's where you would go to buy a little like gag magic stuff. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why I remember that. Anyway. It doesn't matter, but uh, yeah, with Lincoln Park, how do we start talking about them? The, oh yeah, they're releasing they're, the yeah, live, yeah. the live. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I'll tell you what. If they uh, one of their better live performances, and I think really set them apart from everybody during the time was when they played Rock and Ring two thousand five. Have you ever watched that? I think so. You need to go, if you have it, you need to go watch that because it was, they brought, it was right after they did the uh, the CD with uh, Jay-Z. Okay. So they did a lot of that stuff live and, you know, obviously all of the, the hits that they had already accumulated in four years or whatever, like you fucking assholes, like Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so Alternative Press did a, an article that was like they, they ranked all of the Linkin Park albums Right, so I was like, "Oh well, let me go ahead okay, and I, that. I I posted seen, it on Facebook." Yeah, I so.
0: seen you posted that.
1: But yeah, Meteoras—they have you know, so of the seven, Meteoras number six, in my opinion.
0: Did they have more single, like big singles off of Meteoras than they did off of Hybrid Theory?
1: It was close, right? Mm, I want to say they had the same amount, but no song—they no song did better than in the end.
0: Yeah, In the end, has like
1: true. a bil- It has like a billion views yeah. on YouTube.
0: Weren't they like yeah. one of the first ones to hit that, or maybe the first one to hit a billion views on YouTube? I, I think, think they were. I think, I think that were. was the
1: first one. Yeah. 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 But my so I did one more light. Is number seven. Like it's fine. It's I didn't really. I didn't really like it that much. Although it, it's sort of sad because that was right before Chester died, and yeah. you know that song one more light. You could really feel yeah. something's a little bit off here maybe uh meteora the hunting party minutes to midnight living things a thousand suns i think a thousand suns is one of their it's it's easily their most underrated record but i think it's one it's one of the most underrated records period i love that fucking record yeah i think it's so good everybody bitched and they were like they made a fucking techno record i'm like dude it's not techno go listen to it yeah yeah there's a lot of electronics on it but it's not a techno record right and so what if they did and if they did i think they pulled it off and then obviously you Hybrid Theory if Hybrid Theory is not number one if you're like even like a, I'm half and half on Linkin Park like I don't like them I don't hate them but and if you go oh, Hybrid Theory is not their best you're an asshole <laughs> there's it, yeah that I, album I, like I changed I kind of, everything
0: yeah I kind of agree so the the song they put out was uh, for the single on this was called Lost um, yeah. so are they saying that that was like recorded uh, during the same time they were recording Meteora and it just didn't make it on the record, or do you yeah. know? They are?
1: Yeah, it was it was a Meteora B-side, if you will. So I,
0: I listened yeah. to that, and I, I don't know about you, but that did not feel like that a song for that album. I felt like maybe about uh, two albums later.
1: Cause it didn't maybe feel that's like, why they didn't put it on there.
0: Yeah, because I say it didn't feel like a Minutes to Midnight at all either. So I yeah,
1: I mean, I, it, it definitely felt more like a uh, like a living things song. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And maybe that's why they didn't put it on there, because I, to me, Meteora is a repeat of hybrid theory. I just don't think it's executed as well. Um, I think they got a little more adventurous with the poppiness, you know, songs like Numb and, you know. And I remember them even talking about that because they they debuted or started playing Numb. Like it hadn't even been released as a single yet, but they started playing it at Summer Sanitarium. I'm like, we don't know how this is going to fucking go. We're in front of Metallica fans and metal fans and we're going to bring out this piano and like, ugh. But it seemed to do just fine. So Yeah. Yeah, I just saw that Mike Shinoda co-wrote Demi Lovato's new single. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not read the story. I just saw the headline and I go, well, that makes sense. Doesn't surprise me one bit. Why? Because I think he's a good writer, and oh, okay, <laughs> probably. I got
0: you. Okay. He's probably
1: written for a lot of other people that we don't we don't know so, about. Well, I just thought, like, I just
0: thought maybe there was a connection there that you knew that I didn't.
1: I no, I'm just making the connection that I think he's a good songwriter, and uh, doesn't surprise me. God knows Demi Lovato's not writing her songs. No offense. <laughs> no offense. Were you a Fort Minor fan?
0: I am gonna be honest. I didn't dig into them much besides the the main. I, he had one or two, right? What was the? Yeah, yeah. What was the main single that?
1: Um. Right, the twenty percent luck, eighteen percent skill, yeah, blah, 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 power and will. Right. Uh,
0: that's no, that's a song, but that's pleasure. not. That's not the big one, know. though. I don't think. It's not? No, I don't think so. Hang on. You're going to make me look it up.
1: Let's see. Four, two, I do like Because I, r- I remember the beat because do, MGK used it for a freestyle. Oh, really? That blew him up on YouTube. Yeah. 100 Words and running was his freestyle that he did that. What the fuck was that song called?
0: I oh, This is driving me nuts. So what was that bit? What was that main single? It's not the one you just sang.
1: Yeah, it was. That had to have been their main single. Are you sure? Or was it a slower song?
0: It was a slower song.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's uh The Rising Tide was the name of the record. Came out in 2005. It went platinum. Is it
0: Where'd God, you go? God. Where'd you go? Is that it?
1: Yes, with Holly Br- Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. had a female singing on it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that song was huge. I forgot it. Remember the name is the song that I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, and that song went platinum. Actually, remember the name was a bigger song for them. It went four times platinum. No way, really? Where'd you go? Went platinum. Dude, this dude is balling, huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> what the fuck, man? How many platinum fucking records I can't, and songs? I can't does this believe guy he have?
0: hasn't done more solo stuff. I mean, he really—he's only put out like one or two albums, right? Yeah, one was just a couple of years ago.
1: Mike Shinoda's estimated net worth is 65 million. Not bad. Not too shabby. Did you just say not bad (laughs) to 65 million? (laughs) Come on, dude. It's pretty good. But well,
0: what did Bieber just sell his catalog for? Like 200? 200?
1: I think so. 200 million
0: on top of what he was already worth. So,
1: <laughs> on top of what he was already worth. What do you think his net worth is? This is always a fun game.
0: Uh, now? Yes, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say I don't know, let's say 700.
1: Did we talk about that on I the show that we
0: We talked about uh, him selling the catalog. What'd you say?
1: 700 million?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm going with.
1: It says 300 million.
0: So, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to say that doesn't count as catalog. So he's at least 500, I bet. Because didn't, I mean, didn't, wasn't what he makes per show like an outrageous number? I'm pretty sure we, p- we looked that up on that. Like a million bucks, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who, uh, let me see. Beyonce's net worth is 500 million, and I just gotta know one more. I wanna know what Ed Sheeran's net worth is. That fucking rich troll. 200 million. Jesus. Anyway, I like Ed Sheeran. Okay. Talking shit. Uh, so live live, live CD, sure, yeah, I'm into them. It's, but, you know, I can't remember the last one that I actually listened to. Maybe the... Uh, it probably would have been the uh, Bring Me the Horizon at that symphony hall with the, the orchestra and stuff. Okay. I remember... No, no, I watched it. I didn't listen to it. I watched it on YouTube, so... I don't know. I'll be interested to see that, though. I'll be interested to see how well that does for them. Obviously, it's going to do well enough, but I'm curious to see. I mean, that song got a good reception for the most part from what I've seen. Did it? Okay. I, I think. I mean, I had, you know, but also why? if you hate on that, like, what? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, at, at this point, anything they release is just a, it's, it's a, a monument to Chester. And his memory, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, we've talked about it before. I really don't know that they could, they replace him. A, it would be hard to do. B, I don't think that those guys are, I don't know that they want to.
0: I don't know that I would want to either. I mean, y- yeah, exactly what you just said. Like you, you, I don't think you can, you can't, you're not going to get another Chester. And...
1: Well, I'll say this, there's some, there's 10 or 15 undiscovered people out there that are as good and could sing as well as him and could do what he did. Let me just say this. None of them are, are established musicians. Yeah. They're not people we know, right? They're they're It's, it's a journey type situation. It's the, it's the kid doing karaoke somewhere or whatever, you know? But who's to say that the, I, it, That's a very tough one man That's why I love that That uh, I guess the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg Was loosely based Off the Judas Priest story You know they they basically got a fan To replace Was it Judas Priest? Yeah Judas Priest so. uh, Got a fan to replace Rob Halford And uh, I think one of the things that The movie Rockstar pointed out was like It's hard To find your own thing If you've been focused on, like, if you're a guy like Mark Wahlberg was in that movie, like, you've been a tribute artist for so long, you don't feel comfortable in your own skin. You don't know how to be your own front man, your own person on stage, your your own thing. Like, when he went to do the records, like, no, no, it's already written. Like, you're not going to contribute to this. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, That's very interesting to think about because I would hate to be, you know what I just watched? I watched a few episodes of it, the the Velvet Revolver story when they were trying to find a singer. I love, that's one of my favorite things is when Scott Weiland just kind of casually Scott Weiland's into the room.
0: Mm-hmm. Everybody's
1: like, hey, hey dude, what's going on? It's like, you guys, you guys ready to do it? Like, that's how calm he was. And like, he contributed to something because there wasn't an established vocalist to replace. That's why it works so well. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's hard to do, man.
0: Yeah for sure i i don't know that fans would receive lincoln park well if they tried to replace. because maybe it's just a it's just that situation with that band i don't know and i'm not i don't want to say it would be disrespectful to try to replace him to try to continue on as lincoln park but i don't know it's just it's that that's what it is it's that band and that duo of mike and chester i think You know, it just.
1: I'll I'll say that if they do it. They're going to have to get someone who not only can sound like him, but. Can have, I think the person they replace him with will have to sound like him, but also have. A. Eerily similar personality. On and off stage,
0: and see, I almost think you understand
1: what I you understand what I mean by that. I think so. Like, I feel like if it's a guy who's too cool for school, it's going to rub people. It would just wouldn't work. Like I saw uh, the tribute concert to him. You know, they did a a tribute where they brought all of the guys that played that night on stage, and they did. uh, I want to say they did bleed it out. No, maybe I can't remember. But the main person singing on the song was M. Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold. And he was doing a good job, but I, would, I thought about like, what if they got that dude to replace them? That would be weird. And I know that like I watched an interview with him in it recently, and I was like, that dude is so down to earth. I was not expecting that. I guess I'd never watched an interview or heard him speak
0: mm-hmm. other
1: than on stage. I was like, that dude seems really cool. The whole persona of like the sunglasses inside and the fucking fangs and the the bandana. Fuck all that, dude. That's that's for the fucking show. Yeah. Like he seemed really cool, right? But if he brings that image onto stage to be in Lincoln Park, it's like, I don't know if that works, man. You know, but
0: but honestly, I think I don't know if that works with that band. But I don't know, I don't know that getting somebody to because then it looks like you're really trying to replace Chester with another Chester. And then it, well, th- that's almost where it feels like kind of disrespectful to me. Kind of like, ah, uh, I i don't know. But then again, you know, how many years are we talking now? How how many years has Chester been gone? Five,
1: six.
0: F- five or six. So don't you, yeah. I mean, do you think that if they were ever going to decide to do it, they would have done it by now to move forward with the band?
1: Potentially. I, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. Who knows what they got what they have going on behind the scenes? They all have families, they all have their own stuff they want to do and you know, maybe it's all about timing. I'm you
0: surprised know? and I haven't researched it to know, but I'm surprised we haven't seen like DJ Han on more albums.
1: Yeah, there 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 that's what always struck me is, like uh I don't know. Interesting about that band is they, they, when they came out, they were lumped into a genre of music that was considered to be edgy and heavy and kind of, you know, I don't know uh, what sort I'm looking for, uh, degenerate a little bit um, because of the other bands that were out at the time, like Olympus Get Corn. And but they were like art kids, you know, like they were, yeah. they, they were, you know, they looked the part, but they definitely weren't what they looked like. Yeah. You know, you know, so I, they're very, very interesting uh, to me. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who like M shadows. Like I said, he was singing well, whatever he was doing with them, but I, I don't know if he could pull it off vocally. Even he's a good singer. I'm not saying he's not good, but Chester's just it's hard to replace. I don't
0: know. Yeah. M shadows is unique in his own way though. I think
1: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. He's another guy like, ah, that's, that's tough to do. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, "Ah." you know, I, am very, I'm incredibly envious and jealous of guys who have that natural, uh, gravel in their voice. Yeah. I've never had it. Uh, I've always been a clean singer. I can get it, um, you know, at my peak and stuff, but I've never had it. Um, and it's not something that you can fake. It has to be natural. It has to feel, it has to sound like it came from an organic place. If it sounds forced or fake, it's, it's, you know, I, and I've had people try to make me fake it. And as guys, it's not, you just, you don't understand. Like, uh, so I, I'm definitely like M shadows is one. Chester was one, you know, uh, I there, got, well, there are tons of guys. I, but.
0: I always go back to this. I know I've said it on this podcast a thousand times, but you know, when that, um, the dude came in for three days, grace, and was trying to sound like Adam Gontier, like he Can't. He was trying to thing. have a grab you know, a gravelier voice and stuff. And I'm like, man, this is not working for me at all.
1: Yeah, it's 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 you know when someone's trying to sound like that, it's yeah. easy to tell. And you know when someone that's just that's just coming from their gut. Yeah. And I always said that about that guy. Like I would never. He would be like, give me, give me any karaoke song. You get me drunk and make me do karaoke, but don't give me a Three Days Grace song. I'm not. (laughs) I'll pull it off, but I'm not going to. It's not going to sound like Three Days Grace. It's it's going to sound like a karaoke Three Days Grace, (laughs) which is fine. But yeah, he's just got a weird thing with his voice. And he always got lumped into the like the like Creed and shit. And I'm like, dude, he doesn't sing like that. It always pissed me off when people would like they are butt rock. Don't get me wrong. But it pissed me off when people would say that he was that type of singer He's not that type of singer at all. Like if you go listen to the I mean, my favorite record is that 1X record. I just think yeah. it's so underrated. But listen to songs on that, like no more, and do that dude. That's a that's a really powerful, you know, from the pit of your stomach type voice. That, yeah, it is. Yeah, again, I get I get jealous. I get jealous over guys like that because it's so it sounds I it's mean, everybody anybody who can sing, like it, it should be not effortless but easy for them to sing in key and 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 you know not be pitchy and like make it work yeah but then there's attitude and there's tone like i've talked about and you know uh i would i'd be interested to listen to some 3 days grace just vocal tracks no music behind it that would be a fun listen i'm sure you can find them yeah i'm sure so i'm going to look right now
0: so we're talking you know music that came up around like, oh, oh 03 oh four, oh five. What do you think about the new story of the year track? 2005?
1: Uh it's good. It's good. Uh, I like, I like what it is. Exactly. That's my thoughts. I like yep. what it is. Yep. Um, it's them saying we fucking love what we do. We don't care what you think about what we do. You don't care what you, we don't care what you have to say about our past? What do you have to say about our future? Or what do you have to say about the present? We do this for us. That type. That type. That type of message, and I, I love that. And you know, it was funny. I was chatting with someone about it. I was texting with someone about it, and they made a comment, and I was like, "Hey, you realize that's a little bit insulting, right?" But they said it sounds like he's like, "I like the, he." Dang it! I gave away. Well, <laughs> I gave away the. The person was like, <laughs> I like the song, but it sounds sort of like a midlife crisis song. Like, a, I don't want to grow up song. I'm like, what's wrong with that? That's what music is supposed to be. That's it's what, that's what be, that
0: band is, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I was like, that's kind of insulting, don't you think? And they're like, well, no, I don't mean it to be insulting. But it's like, I how do you, he, I guess they were saying, like, do you think people will perceive it as that? And I go. So what? Who can't, Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Uh, okay, you're not a fan. Fine, move on. But like, but also, it's a good song, and it's coming from a record that already has incredible songs on it. Like, the, dude, that record's gonna. That record's gonna be sick,
0: dude. War so, is really freaking good.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's they. I don't know what happened. I don't know what clicked with them. Is the, like? It feels like a different inspiration that that's just what I hear being someone who's listened to them forever and um, knows them a little bit has seen them live dozens of times. Like it feels like there's a different kind of inspiration and a different feeling with these songs. It almost feels like we're keeping it's, it's like, it's like a, we want to keep this alive type mentality and you can hear it in the music. Yeah. And I think it's sick. I think it's great. Yeah, no, that, that song's great. And the video a lot of that footage you're seeing in that video is what got them to where they were when they got signed and got, you know, it's what got them popular in St. Louis for sure. And it's what got them noticed outside of St. Louis, all the antics on stage, off stage, the goofiness, the playfulness, the, you know, um, the, we don't take ourselves too seriously type mentality, that type of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And they, to be honest with you, they were the blueprint for so many bands in St. Louis. And I think I remember telling you this story on the show, but there were a couple of bands, I'm not going to name them, obviously, that I remember meeting the guys in these bands, and they really looked up to story, story of the Year in the beginning, like, as they were getting signed. Like I said, Story of the Year was the blueprint, so these bands wanted to, essentially, they thought they could just sort of recreate the Story of the Year success model. I'm going, Man, it's not going to work that way, but... Okay. And I had a couple of them like preaching it to me and I'm like, I'm not in story of the year. I don't do backflips on stage guys. (laughs) Like I'm not like, I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. You know? And I don't want to sound like them either coming from the same city. Yeah. That's, I'm still trying to establish myself in the city. I don't want people going out straight to the ripoff. I don't like, but then after after Page Avenue came out, they get all this success, they drop the second record. Those p- bands were just fucking haters, just hating on them left and right. Like, it's like what's wrong with you guys? You guys should have, I don't know. I was inspired by Story of the Year. These guys were like H- trying to hating, use- as
0: in, a jeal- as in a jealousy thing?
1: I don't know. I Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it probably came from a jealous place. I think it was just sort of dick measuring-
0: Well, another, you know, another thing we've talked about before, but it's kind of interesting in that, in that sense is that a lot of times record labels want, like are looking for a certain sound at that time. Right. So like, like multiple bands that sound the same. So you have people like trying to push you to sound like story of the year. Okay. Well, story of the year blows up. Our record label is going to be looking for other bands in that same city to be like, Oh, you sound like story of the year. Let's do this. or it, do you not or do they not want multiple bands that sound the same coming out of the same area because they don't think that's going to be successful? I don't know. That's interest. It's an interesting thought.
1: I don't think they're going to look for bands that sound specifically like one band, but they'll look for bands that fit into a, a genre. That's really hot at right. the time. Yeah. Pop punk, you know, the emo screamo, you know, story of the year fits into the screamo. Yeah. Um, I don't call it a phase because those bands never went away. New bands came out every year after that whole thing, after it wasn't mainstream anymore, anymore new bands. There were dozens and dozens of bands that came out that were considered what I considered to be the same good bands, but the same type of bands. Um, and they definitely wouldn't go to a city. Like, is there another band from the city that sounds just like this band? Right. You know? Yeah. Well, you I've know- heard of it before.
0: You, you know, they're, uh, Show at the pageant sold out, right?
1: I saw. I, I yeah, I didn't think it wouldn't. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, I guess it surprised a me a
0: little bit that it's it sold out so quickly. Like, I mean, we're still a few, like, almost a month out, right?
1: I think people can feel what I'm talking about. I think they can feel this re-energized, sort of refocused thing. Yeah, and I think they can hear it in the music, and I think they're excited. Yeah. And I think they should be excited, man. Those fucking new songs rip. And of course, if you're a Story of the Year fan, you have, you know, dozens and dozens of songs from their catalog that you're going to know and love and, and get to listen to live. And yeah, I mean, and obviously, you know, I mean, they're known for their live show. And, and so it'll be, it should be a good time for those that go.
0: Yeah. I'm assuming you're not going. Uh, I I
1: might. I mean, I haven't I haven't even thought about it. Wait, what is the date on that?
0: March twelfth, I think.
1: Yeah, no, I'll have a fucking.
0: Oh, you'll be you'll be close,
1: right? I'll have a little turdler. Oh, he'll a be a little. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh,
0: When's the due date?
1: Uh, well, we're she's due March twenty eighth, but there's no way we'll oh, make okay. it till then.
0: Okay. Yeah, gotcha. A gotcha. I was I had planned on going, and I have friends that are going. Um, but the XFL home opener is the day after. Which we are going to, and I don't, I'm uh, too old to do back to back situations like that anymore. (laughs) Plus, you know, I have the travel time to St. Louis twice, you know, two days in a row. I don't think that's happening.
1: So, how young would you have to be for you to do that?
0: Uh, at least 10 years ago.
1: That is sad, man. No, I, 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 I I take that back. I
0: take that back. I would say at least at least three years ago before my son was here for sure. Okay. (laughs) That has definitely changed me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. But, uh, so go ahead. No, go. I was going to say, so music topic wise, um, we can tie this into the super bowl a little bit too. halftime show. Uh, let's get your overall thoughts
1: on the halftime show. Yes. I enjoyed it.
0: You did enjoy it. Okay. Sure. Yeah. New question. Did you enjoy I it? I like Rihanna. Did you enjoy it from the performance point of view? Or did you enjoy it because this is a pregnant woman doing this performance? Uh, and I asked this specifically the, the, because I've seen this on social media. This mm-hmm. is the thing. And because I posted on Facebook saying that I think this is the worst Super Bowl performance I've seen. I had... M- a lot of people agreeing with me and a lot of people on the other side saying, uh, if you think about this from a pregnant woman doing this, this is really impressive. And this, that, and the other.
1: Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. I didn't think about it in the moment. I thought it was like, Oh, she's pregnant. Awesome. And then I just wanted to hear the songs that I know and like from Riri. Uh, I knew, I knew three, I think. I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I don't look man. If you're looking for the Super Bowl halftime show to have some sort of artistic integrity, you need to turn it off and go put in a fucking Tom Waits CD while the fucking halftime show is going. I, I don't know what to tell you, but like, you're not—that's not what the Super Bowl halftime show is. We know this. You just pull Tom you Waits know? out of your ass. I, I, you know, I don't know because Tom Waits that's fans funny. are dorks that fucking like He's done it. you never sold out. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But I ha- I did see a bunch of boomers, boomer rock critics and music critics and music people online bitching about the tracks and stuff. And then they're like, how long are we going to let this go? Now rock bands are doing it too. And I'm like, pop bands have, pop artists have always, they always lip sync at events like that. It's very rarely live. Like, who cares? And, and enough with the tracks thing. It, it, the tracks have always been used. In some way, shape, or form. I'm just going to have to get over it. I don't like when rock artists lip sync. Absolutely not. I don't care if you use vocal tracks, but if your your main vocal is a track, then I have a problem. Yeah, But I especially don't mind if a pop artist like Rihanna lip syncs at the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't think her singing actually would make it any more or less entertaining. Do you?
0: I mean, I just don't think about it that I way mean, because you, I know what you, Rihanna you is you and I know what pop is. Do you think it's just covering up any mistakes, like potential mistakes?
1: She clearly wasn't singing and d- didn't attempt to once. I understand that. Okay, so, tracks are, uh, so are I'm, there. I'm,
0: I'm, okay, no what I'm what I'm saying is is that the lip syncing in general, you're on a, a Super Bowl performance. Like you don't yeah. want any mistakes to happen with your voice in general. So that's what I'm asking is the lip syncing because you're trying to cover not, I didn't mean cover up when I said that I meant avoiding any by lip syncing. Yeah. You're avoiding any potential, you know, screw ups with your voice or anything like that.
1: I think you're reading into it too much, man. Just, I think it's just, I a, think question, it's just, just a, a question. No, I, I get it. I get it. I, I think it's just uh traditionally speaking. That's what the Super Bowl halftime show is. I will tell you a time when people did actually sing and it's one it's probably probably one of my favorite Super Bowl half times is uh the two thousand what was the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl that the Ravens and the Giants played. Is that ninety nine or 2000? two thousand? 2000, thousand, two thousand because it's the year after the Rams won. So that would have been two thousand. Okay. And then the Rams went again in two thousand one. So two thousand, it was Aerosmith, Britney Spears, NSYNC, and Nelly. You remember that one?
0: Uh, vaguely. I need to go back and watch that again.
1: Nelly came out and did his "I'm a sucker for corn rolls and manicured toes." Like yeah. I was like, "Oh, dude, this dude is wild." <laughs> um, but you were happy, we were proud. Like, "Oh, fuck, it's St. Louis. What the fuck?" And he yeah. actually he said something in an interview later on. Like he said something about because I think it was like at the time him and Eminem Eminem were beefing, and he might have been beefing with a few other guys. And, uh, you know, they're basically saying, like, he's he's country, he doesn't, like, you know, it's not real hip-hop, it's fucking popcorn ball shit. He's like, that's cool, how many other rappers played the Super Bowl? Right. He had a point. He had a fucking point. Because up till then, I can't think of any. Doesn't did Run-DMC g- do it before or after he did?
0: So wait, that was... That was <laughs> doesn't that kind of suck, though? Like, that Nelly did the halftime performance the year in between two years that the Rams were in it?
1: Yeah, it's bullshit, right? Because <laughs> I remember he wore a half and half jersey. He wore a half Ravens, half Giants jersey. How do my Why does my brain hold on to some of these things? I can't fucking do basic arithmetic anymore, but I remember what jersey Nelly wore <laughs> at a Super Bowl halftime show. Let's get a list here. Let's get a list going. History. So the first Super Bowl halftime show was in what year? Can you tell me? Gee, I
0: have no idea. The first halftime show? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say 92. Is that a really bad guess?
1: No. Yeah, it's a terrible guess. My
0: bad. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Does it go back farther than that or later than that?
1: Yeah. Well, hold on. Let me see here. I might be wrong on this. Wait. List of Super Bowl halftime shows. Judy Garland.
0: What? What?
1: Or we're just going to go move forward here. I'm not going to try to make sense of what I'm reading here. See, Again, <laughs> I can remember jerseys, but I can't fucking read. All right. Uh... So, all right. We're going to go out to, we'll start, start in 1980. How about that? That seems reasonable. Because that's when, you know, hip hop, we're, we're coming up on the time of hip hop and the the birth of hip hop. So, all right. I'm at 87, no hip hop. 88, Chubby Checker, The Rockets, No Hip Hop.
0: These are halftime Dude, shows that these... happened?
1: Yeah. They were really doing New that New Kids on back... the Block,
0: 1991.
1: Huh. 92, Gloria Stefan, Michael Jackson, Country, Teddy P., Patty LaBelle, Diana Ross, Blues Brothers, Boys to Men, the Temptations. No, nope. So I'm at. 98, no hip-hop. Dude, Nelly was the first fucking hip-hop artist to play a Super Bowl halftime show. Wow. Yep. Yep, he was. Oh, yeah, Mary J. Blige was at that one, too. I forgot about that.
0: You said, well, you said boys to Men. That would be more R&B, though, right? Versus hip-hop.
1: Yeah, don't work. That doesn't work. Good try. Actually, (laughs) guess what? Queen Latifah got him. Queen Latifah was there in 98.
0: Oh, wow. Huh.
1: I don't know what she did. I don't know if she rapped, but... So anyway, he had a good point though. He's like, how many, how many, how many rappers you seen at those doing the Super Bowl? Like, you got a point there, Nelly. So yeah,
0: and now uh, it was that's all it was last year.
1: Yeah, I guarantee you they go back to that next year.
0: What do you to to rap again? Yeah. Do you who do you think they had like who who do you think they would bring out
1: Drake. I think they'll do like a young artist compilation. They'll do like Drake, Kendrick, Jack Harlow's cornball ass. Did you see you think they would the throw- white men can't jump trailer? I'm sorry. I'm going uh-uh. way off the topic here. No, I haven't. You-
0: I can't, I can't tell. Up, is, it, is this a I hate this or I love this?
1: Do you think that I love it?
0: No. But is I, I don't even know who's... We, I, we vaguely talked about this, right? In the past? Like that this is yeah, going Jack to be Jack Harlow having- is
1: playing the Woody Harrelson character. Oh, yeah. So upsetting. I'm out. I won't. This, you know, I know I told you, you know, I told you I hate watched you people. Mm-hmm. I will not hate watch this movie. I am. Did,
0: hang on. Did you finish that?
1: I did. We did.
0: Oh, wow. How did that go?
1: I hated it. it why, why did it you? It pissed me off. Why, it made me angry.
0: Why did you finish it?
1: We started and we finished it. We didn't. <laughs> we just fucking. <laughs> All right, let's go. We had Chinese food, and we watched that terrible movie. (laughs) I probably should have asked this earlier, but how much cash do you have on you? Did you not bring enough money to cover this game? I brought like 80 minus 60. You ready? I'm already ready. What's up with your boy? He's almost done. I'm like the P.T. Anderson of basketball psychological warfare. Who is P.T. Anderson? Our greatest living director, Spike Lee, is our greatest living director. Spike Lee is not even a good Knicks fan. I knew this was a mistake. Oh, 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 oh. Waited on. Oh God, kill me. That was awful. That now. was awful.
0: Why? Kill why did now. you make me watch that?
1: Why are they doing okay. this to me?
0: I don't know. This is that was awful.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, man. They remake Back to the Future, not Back to the Future Four. I'm talking about a remake of the original. <laughs> I'm fucking storming the Capitol. I'm I'm doing something. Like, I may... Dude, I can't take this shit anymore. (sighs) So you people, speaking of basketball, so they tried... And you people, they tried to convince us that Jonah Hill is a baller. Oh, really? That Jonah Hill... It's so bad. It's so bad. Like, there's a scene where he steals the ball from somebody, and he's on a fast break on it. Like, his dribbling is so terrible. Like, that editing, like, you got... There's so many things about the movie just picture every white black stereotype from 2003 that's what this movie is. It's awful. Pissed me off.
0: I especially in like sitcoms and stuff like I understand what they're trying to do but it drives me insane that they try to make like like kids or adults either way do sports that clearly they're on TV for a reason. They're not yeah. on a basketball court for a reason. Why are you going to make them dribble on camera and then somebody try to steal the ball from them or something? Like this is the worst representation of basketball ever.
1: I get angry when I see actors that are not athletic playing athletic yeah. roles. I get pissed. I get yeah. I get mad. Yeah. I we've talked about this before. Like one of the worst sports movies of all time is it's 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 universally beloved by people and I don't get it. It's Bull Durham. I hate I hate that movie. A because it's a rom-com, but B because the baseball playing in it is so bad. Yeah. Tim Robbins like what is he doing? Short-arming the ball and like is goofy delivery. I get angry about that stuff, man. What what, what do you think the most who What do you think the most convincing sports movie is where the actors clearly look like they've played a sport before. Played the sport that they're Portraying in the movie. I mean, does it
0: have to be a, a like a, a playing a sport or could it be it like be, boxing or something like that?
1: Yeah, it could be whatever. I don't care.
0: I mean, I don't know about like most convincing, but I mean, I know that there's, you know, quite a few movies that I've seen where like Southpaw, like Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, put in the
1: work for that movie. Um, he put in the work, but do you think he looked?
0: I mean, he's not going to look like a, the best fighter in the world to someone who is a boxing fan. Like a massive fan. I mean, I love that movie, fan. don't
1: get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, he looked, he looked good. He looked good. Yeah. He looked like he trained. Like, Mark Wahlberg in The Fighter looked like he yeah. trained and looked like he actually had, like, form, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. he didn't look bad. Have you seen the new George Foreman movie trailer? No. I actually sent it to my buddy who, who was a fighter, and I I was like, hey, watch this and let me know, like, this seems odd, because at times during this trailer, he looks like the guy, the actor looks like he can throw punches. And then it sometimes it looks like what the fuck it looks like a third grader in a playground fight, in like the 1950s, like, <laughs> like what is happening? Watch that. We don't need to watch it now. Do we know? Do we know the uh, who's the?
0: Uh, do we know the actor who's playing George Foreman?
1: I he's in. Uh, he's from the show Atlanta. That's the only, oh, only thing I know him from. And oh. I haven't really. I've watched like three episodes of that show. So I, I and I to be honest with you, I had to look it up. Like. I don't remember seeing him, so maybe he came later than the episodes that I watched or before, and he's not. I have no idea. Um, I'll watch it. I'm interested. Yeah, I think George Foreman's got a cool story, and I, you know, I'd love to watch it. But uh, so convincing. So you said Jake Gyllenhaal. Who? Who else? Who else? I knew you were going to say that for some reason because I know <laughs> you're. You're that you're your man crush, Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: I do like Jake Gyllenhaal. Um Yeah, I knew it. I'm trying to think of. I don't know who do you got to have some on top of your head.
1: I do. Do I'll give you a couple varsity blues. Okay. I think the football scenes in that movie are incredibly convincing. I think James Vanderbeek was convincing. Do you want to know why he played football in high school? Exactly. He knew what the fuck he was doing. Right. But it's like, don't cast somebody who doesn't know how to throw a football to throw a football in a movie. It's not going to look good. Right. You know, uh, it's going to look like Chris Evans in that that uh that parody movie. What's that movie? The uh the one that's a it's a parody of all the teen movies. Chris Evans. It's like Chris Evans one of his first movies.
0: Uh you No, know Chris
1: Evans is Captain yes, America, Yeah, right? I know
0: yeah. Um,
1: not another teen movie. Not another okay. teen movie.
0: I'll say they put out a lot I have they put no a lot Piedmont. of those.
1: What? I'll
0: say they put out love that movie. That was wasn't that a hit for a while like putting out movies that were
1: parody parody movie
0: of Mm. other stupid movies
1: (laughs) yeah but he in that movie him and the blonde guy i can't ever remember that guy's name both throwing a football they look silly now it works in a spoof movie that's fine but right um so what i say i said uh what i say i said
0: varsity blues what i say or no Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah varsity blues yeah
1: yeah varsity blues uh miracle story about the u.s men's hockey team okay most of those guys looked good playing hockey uh, looked like they knew what they were doing. Let me think of a baseball one. So baseball one. Now, not everyone in the movie does. And I bias here because it's my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time. But in movie Major League, when you look at Charlie Sheen pitching a baseball, throwing a baseball, it looks great because he's he was an athlete. Yeah. He played baseball. He played basketball. He played football. Um, So that's a good one. Again, it's a movie I love, but it doesn't look good at times. Is the you've seen the movie The Natural with Robert Redford?
0: Yes, been a long time. There are
1: some scenes from that movie where he's, you know, uh, there are a couple of scenes where him throwing the ball. But th- and that's the thing, like I think it's like an editing thing too. It's like you have scenes where he looks really good. How how is there such a a terrible contrast of him looking good and then looking bad? Like it's not like meeting in the middle. Like it's really good or really bad. Like, edit that scene out. Find another scene of him throwing. Like, you don't have... How many takes did you do? One? Like...
0: Or it's all... uh, all, You almost wonder if, like, is it stand-ins that are doing the good scenes versus actually him in scenes that, you know...
1: Yeah. I'm really fucking up here. Uh, Let me think of a basketball one. So, basketball one. Let me think about this.
0: White men can't jump.
1: I mean, Woody and Wesley Snipes looked okay. Yeah. They looked okay. (laughs) It looks okay. But you trying to get me to talk shit on white men can't know. I'm not going to do it.
0: (laughs) No, I was actually, I was actually saying that was a good one.
1: You think they look convincing
0: enough for a street ball movie? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think they look good. Uh, They look good. Uh, so above the rim. Okay. Dwayne Martin, the star of that movie again, played college basketball. Yeah. So it made sense. Yeah. Made sense that he would be cast in that movie. So those are just a couple. I'm trying to think of a boxing one. So we said Southpaw, we said the fighter. Oh.
0: Uh, I don't remember. Do you remember? I'd have to go back and watch it, but Ali with Will Smith. Was that decent? He see? looks
1: he, he looks good. Yeah. Okay. He looks good. I I think he was Will I think Will Smith is an athletic enough guy. Yeah. That he could pull that off. Mm-hmm. He looks okay. 've I've read I've read articles and like debate thing you know these sports debates about sports movies but people saying that that's the best representation of boxing in a movie I don't I don't know if I agree with that but maybe maybe I will tell you if you want to see some bad another one like like Bull Durham bad but it's it's a movie I love still just because it's nostalgic for me have you ever seen the movie Wildcats mm-hmm It's from the 80s. Goldie Hawn coaches a inner city high school football team. It's got Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson, Michael T. Williamson, you know, Bubba from Forrest Gump. Yeah. Well, Michael T. Williamson plays the quarterback. And dude, homeboy, (laughs) homeboy did not play sports as a kid, man. He looked really bad. And a lot of the guys in that movie did. But it's a fun movie. Hmm. Uh. Yeah, but like Wesley Snipes, like he, he's been in a football movie, he's been in a basketball movie. But that guy's athletic as fuck. He's a martial artist. Like he right. clearly can hold his own. I wanna say, I gotta watch it again. I always forget about it, but you have you seen Bleed for This? It's the story about it's the movie about Vinnie Pazienza. Miles Teller plays him.
0: Oh no, I want to. I haven't seen it yet.
1: You need to see that. Yeah, it's really good. I, I think it's a great I think it's up there for boxing movies. Um but I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but all these boxing movies and fighting movies, they always have the the most endearing, like savior of the movie, like the most endearing character and the the person that saves the movie and makes it like go from good to great is the coach or the trainer. Like if you think about Southpaw, you got Forrest Whitaker, mm-hmm. uh the fighter, you have Christian Bale. Like it's a fucking unbelievable performance. And then in Bleed for This, Aaron Eckhart plays um Kevin Rooney, okay. which is a guy that trained Vinnie Pazienza, but also was Mike Tyson's trainer. And like, dude, Aaron Eckhart is so good in this movie. He like for me, he's like the standout uh, person. It's but if you if you but then if you go down the list of like, and Rocky, you know, he had Mickey. Like Mickey was a huge part of why Rocky became Rocky. You know, it's kind of funny if you think about it. But I guess that's kind of, I guess that's fighting, right? You have to have to have the trainer that motivates you and make sure you're in shape and get you fight ready, I guess. I guess that's the idea as to why it works all the time in movie in these movies, but I don't know. Oh, but Forrest Whitaker's the trainer in the the Foreman movie. Okay. So.
0: Okay. I will say this, Vince the... Vaughn does not th- know how to throw a dodgeball.
1: Doesn't know how to <laughs> throw a football either. He was Ooh. in Rudy. He had a Stand in, throw a football for him. <laughs> because you could see him running, and he runs like a duck. <laughs> yeah, not very athletic. Oh, that's funny. But he loves sports, too. Like, if you notice, like, a big theme of all of his movies are Chicago sports. hmm You know? So good for him. Can't throw a dodgeball. Yeah, he... Yeah, short arms it. <laughs> ben Stiller wasn't very athletic-looking either, was he?
0: No, the most athletic-looking one was actually the the chick.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like
0: you could tell, she's probably actually throwing a softball in her day.
1: Yeah, probably so.
0: You know that's uh I love that movie. You know that's uh, her who she is, right? Um, Marsha Brady. Ben Stiller's wife. Is she really? Yeah. You know she was Marsha Brady, right?
1: That's crazy that that's what you know her from. <laughs> That's so fucking like. <laughs> I'm sorry. in Saved by the Bell. Oh, really? I did not know that. One, one episode. One episode. Okay. Again, the things that I retain. It's yeah. Very sad. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. So, say by the Bell. Maybe think about it. But what are what are some shows that you're? I don't want to say guilty pleasures. Let's not do that because guilty pleasures are can be. They can, it can go different kinds of ways. But so like, what is a show or shows, TV shows that you like that you're, you hate that you like them?
0: I hate that I like them.
1: Or you're just embarrassed. You would be embarrassed to say like, yeah, I actually like that show.
0: Um.
1: <laughs> See, like my wife said, well, are you embarrassed that you're such a Saved by the Bell fan? And I said emphatically, fuck no. Well, that, that shows.
0: Well, that's my the best. that's my point. Boy Meets World is my. You should my, be my show. Now, should I? Oh. If I'm talking to you, yeah, I would be embarrassed. But to anyone else, I, don't I don't care. Don't, <laughs> don't think
1: of like don't count stuff like from when you were a kid. Uh, think of stuff that's more. Uh, you know, as an adult, you started watching something. You go, I can't, and you just you stop and you go, I can't believe I'm watching this. And you finished it, and you. I'll tell you one for me is the show Girls. Did you ever watch that?
0: no i don't know what that is
1: it was an hbo show that Le- you know who lena dunham is yeah she's pretty gross she's actually really gross but it was the show starring her and it's about her and her female friends in new york city my wife still makes fun of me for actually i finished it like i watched it
0: it's, I, like, know. it's like a sex in the city type of show <clears throat>
1: Yeah, no, well, no, it's not as like, uh, it was a little more dramatic. No, okay. a lot more dramatic than that, but it okay. still had like comedic moments. Okay. Adam Driver was in it. He was actually like, if you're looking for comedy, he was the funny one in the show for sure. Uh, but yeah, I hate the fact that I liked that show.
0: Uh, sh- it really bothers okay, me. Okay, I'll give you one. Um, have you ever seen the show Working Moms on Netflix? Do you know what I'm talking no. about?
1: No, I don't even know what that is. But it no. is fucking great.
0: So the the star <sighs> the star of the show is that I can't think of what her name is right now. Um, she played. Mila Kunis? No, she played uh, the chick with the rotten tooth on. Sun, uh, it's always sunny.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think of what
0: her name, name,
1: name is. Something Maureen Ponderosa.
0: Well, yeah, that's her name was in the show. <laughs> I don't yeah, know, I don't know her, her real name. I yeah. don't know her fucking
1: real name. Yeah, I know her as Dead Tooth or Maureen Ponderosa.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so she, it, yeah, that maybe that, that might be might be my the show because I actually did finish that.
1: What uh, is that about? Uh, I, dare I dare I say that it's kind of like what rom- the title suggests. Uh,
0: yeah, it's kind of like rom comish, sorta. I I don't know how to explain it. We both suck. We do suck.
1: (laughs) Girls is like, I can't, other than girls, let me think. Uh, Like, I'm not embarrassed that I watch Law & Order SVU. I'm not. I love that show. I don't care. It's mindless entertainment. Yeah. Like, is there another one like that, though? I can't, no, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Um, have you watched Dahmer?
1: We talked about it. No, I watched Did the we? first episode and I Did don't want to okay. finish it. Okay. I okay. don't care. It's gross. I, I don't I don't care.
0: Yeah. My wife, my I, wife I don't
1: <clears throat> Go ahead.
0: My wife so friends of ours watched it. They really liked it, but they're, you know, into like serial killer movies and stuff. Um my wife was watching it the other day while I was in the living room and I was just like looking at my phone the whole time. And I'd look up every once in a while and be like, this is not for me. Like this is too, it, it's, it's heavy in a like really heavy in a direction that I have no desire to go in.
1: Yeah. Me neither. Uh, to, to me, the show, just, I, I, but again, I didn't finish it. So I don't know, but just from what I gathered in the first episode, like they really try to dig deep on his dad and like his childhood. Uh, but I don't think they did a good job of that. I think it was, this guy's gross. He's always been gross. And the people that raised him are gross. And you're just going to be grossed out. Yeah. Like, I didn't I didn't feel, I know what they were going for. Like, they tried to, like, with the opening scene where he meets the guy in the bar and he brings him home. And they try to make you feel, I did, this is not just me. They try to make you feel uneasy and sort of like, Ugh, oh you know, a little bit sort of like. I maybe scared, but on, on edge a little bit. I didn't feel that way. I was just like, can we get to it already? So you going to fucking eat this guy or what? Like, I, I hate this. I don't like this. And I felt like, did, did you watch the Ted Bundy movie with Zach Efron? I did. Did you like it?
0: I liked it for what it was.
1: I liked it for what it was, but I felt like with that story and that guy, there was a story to tell. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like with Dahmer, I feel like that, it's just he was a fucking gross piece of shit. And like, and, I, it,
0: I, and it wasn't, it wasn't like that big of a story to to do this about. I think. Yeah. I, I, I'm, yeah okay. Oh, wait, hang on. What I don't, I don't mean big of a story. I mean, like, I guess my, I mean that long of a story, maybe. Right. Like he didn't kill like hundreds of people, is what I'm trying to say. I guess, like he.
1: Who Dahmer? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the whole thing about, like, he's doing it in this apartment complex, and people are, like, calling the police, and the police aren't doing anything about it.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: know. Maybe one day I'll go back and finish it, but I doubt it. Doubtful. Doubtful.
0: Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not... It's... It doesn't make you kind of think, like, how good of a show Dexter was. Yeah. Yeah. Because it may it made you feel bad for a serial killer.
1: Yeah, that that was the beauty of Dexter, and that yeah. was the what was great about it. Yeah, uh, that that's why the you know, no, absolutely, you 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 were rooting for a guy who killed people. Yeah, in the you know the simplest <laughs> the simplest terms, like that's what you were doing. You I mean, didn't I mean, feel bad I, I, I that get, you liked the guy that was a, a murderer. Yeah. Serial killer.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the opposite of that is he was kill, He was killing bad people. So that's well, that.
1: That's, that's the but, motivation. Yeah. You know, if he wasn't, we would be cunts for liking him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I guess that's, well, uh, it doesn't matter now, but the, the show Girls, I think that's why I liked it is the writers of that show did a really good job at making you hate the characters, even though you were supposed to like them. Okay. Like they were all supposed to have these redeeming qualities about them, but at the end of the day, you just hated them and you wanted to continue to see them fuck up. I guess is the, that's why I enjoyed it.
0: You know, a show that we both watched and we both liked, but I've never heard anybody else say the name of this show before is that friends from college show. I would never think that you would have liked that show.
1: I think mean, it's good. Let me say this. I could
0: see that being one where we're like, uh, I'm not going to like talk to my friends about watching this show.
1: <laughs> I, and I never have. You're the only one I've talked to about it. So, yeah. No, no. I've never recommended that to anybody. And believe me, if I didn't sit down with my wife and start watching it with her, I probably never would have clicked on that ever. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah, no. Somehow I knew you were going to bring that up in this conversation. I I don't know why, (laughs) but it was, it was, it was good for what it was. This was was all right. Yeah. It's funny. This, you know, I, I like, uh, I like the sort of, I, well, to me, it brought this sort of humor that Fred Savage would write into. It's always sunny. Yeah. Because, you know, he directed a couple of those episodes or I think it's been a lot of episodes now, right?
0: A lot of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I felt like a lot of that humor was kind of brought into that show, at times, especially with his character and his partner and their interactions with people. Like, um, so I, I there you know it, it had its moments. I liked it.
0: I would like to know what Fred Savage's net worth is, dude. His catalog is huge.
1: Did you just say Fred Savage had a huge catalog? I did. Fred Savage net worth. Been doing it long, 30 million.
0: Not too shabby, not too shabby.
1: I mean, again, yeah, not too bad. He's only 46. I thought he would be older than that.
0: How old was he in Wonder Years?
1: I mean, a kid. He was an actual kid, dude. He was a child. I know, but. What do you mean? Uh he's earned back-end points on a number of shows that have sold for huge amounts in syndication. Fred directed 20 episodes of Two Broke Girls, 14 episodes of Modern Family, oh wow, and 19 episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
0: Hey, I'm going to tell you right yeah. now, uh I'm blaming this on Al Coretta. I've been watching Modern Family and it is a really good show. Or was Yeah, it really my wife good show? started
1: watching it recently and I watched one and a half episodes with her. It's okay. I'm not crazy about it. Really? No. Yeah, no. It's okay.
0: I mean, there's some annoying characters in the show, but like the show overall, I've never been big on the type of show where like they, they sit in front of the camera and talk to the camera and then go back to a scene and then come back and talk to the camera and then go back to the scene kind of thing. But this show does yeah. it for me. I don't know why.
1: I want to give you a fun fact, but I think I might be wrong, so I'm going to look it up. Give me one sec.
0: <laughs> fun potential fact.
1: <laughs> yeah, about that show. Okay. Did you like Married with Children?
0: I mean it. It, it was okay for the time. I'm sure it doesn't yeah, hold I, up I, now. I,
1: I watched an episode recently, like it was on TV, like regular TV, and I was doing stuff around the house, and uh, man. I'm like, ooh, this doesn't hold up at all, does it? I'm sure it, it? doesn't. This is not. Uh, so the role that Ed O'Neill plays in that show, yeah, was originally supposed to be cast for Craig T. Nelson
0: in, in my, his role in Modern Family,
1: yeah. Do you know who Craig T. Nelson is? Why
0: I know the name, why I can't put a face to it though.
1: Who is he? You remember the show Coach, oh, really. Yeah, I okay. don't see Okay, Ed O'Neill's a way
0: better, way better choice. Yeah.
1: That would have been not good. Yeah, I remember hearing about that somewhere. And then originally the role uh what the Who So who's Phil Dunphy in that show?
0: He's the dad I mean he's the He's the one married to uh what's her name that used to be Mrs. Fawn.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, originally supposed to be Matt LeBlanc.
0: Ugh, can't see that either.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Dude, have you seen any of the uh, like random sitcoms that he's in? So like, there, there's no, no, God, no. <laughs> there's a there's a phenomenon, I guess you'd call it, of a bunch of different characters in different yeah. sitcoms. That get put into other sitcoms, like together. You know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, yeah. So, do you remember the show? Yes, dear.
1: I know. uh, Yeah, I never watched it.
0: Okay. Well, there's. I cannot
1: stand (laughs) that guy in that show.
0: (laughs) I've never seen him in anything else ever.
1: He was in. He's the most annoying person. He was in the movie The Rock. He was the hairstylist. You remember that? Okay. I just want to know if you like (laughs) your haircut. Hey, fuck you. All right. He just threw a guy over a balcony. Fuck you and your haircut. Okay. I hate that gun. So what about it? The Matt LeBlanc? Uh,
0: well, so one of the women in the plays in Yes, Dear is in the latest sitcom married to Matt LeBlanc.
1: He's in a he's in a sitcom right now.
0: I don't know if it's still going. He wasn't. He oh. was in one. Um, But did yeah.
1: you ever watch you watch Friends? I did. Yeah. You're not embarrassed about that? Nah. No?
0: It was too, it was too big of a show to be are, embarrassed Are you about.
1: a Big Bang Theory guy?
0: Uh, I was at one time. Not anymore. Dude, I don't.
1: <laughs> I tried, man. And boy, was I angry watching that.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh... Like,
1: I, I don't, I didn't get it. And, and maybe that's just, maybe it's like, it's a. Uh, middle America humor like it's meant for couch potatoes that just will turn on anything that's why American Idol is still on TV yeah. but like I remember a specific scene on the one episode that I try to watch so who's the guy the main character the guy the big nerd the well they're all nerds but the
0: shit the one that plays Sheldon the um, yes I can't think of what his name is off the top of my head
1: Yeah, so that guy but so there's a scene where he walks into a room and And two people are talking to each other and they're talking about going somewhere. And like (laughs) the term like the term like duo and best friends comes up. And then that guy's character, he goes, well, can I be your tertiary friend? And it's just an eruption of laughter from the laugh tracks. I'm like, what was funny about that? The fact that he used an unnecessary word like tertiary or the fact that he even said it in the first place. I don't understand what's funny here. And I immediately turned it off after that. That's that's something that
0: Uh. Joe Rogan has talked about a number of times. I don't know if you heard it or not, but he said that if you would be disgusted if you would, if you watch Big Bang Theory without laugh tracks, it's, he's like, it's just garbage. It's like, it's terrible.
1: I feel the same way about how I met your mother, but you love that show. (laughs) You're not embarrassed about that either. I actually
0: just started, I I turned that on the other night, like when going to bed.
1: Don't do what you're about to say. What? You started what?
0: How I Met Your Mother. i not starting okay. like, what were you going to say? No, no,
1: I thought you were going to say, you started watching How I Met Your Father. Oh, we were going to have to have a serious uh, talk.
0: I watched the first episode and it's garbage. Oh my
1: God. Okay, good. <laughs> Again, like, I don't know who are those shows meant for. I don't understand it.
0: Um, I mean, apparently people are still watching.
1: Well, clearly, what do I know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you ever watch the... We we totally got off Rihanna quickly, didn't mean, <laughs> we? <like> did. We, <laughs> we did. We did. I threw the Nelly curveball and we're done for. <laughs> we, we can call it after this. But so like... Have you ever watched the movies that made us on Netflix?
0: I've watched a couple of them, yeah.
1: Did you watch the Back to the Future one?
0: I think I watched the first half of it.
1: So how it was originally Eric Stoltz was in it? And not, yes, yeah, yeah. Not uh, Michael J. Fox? Yeah. But did you see... Some of the people that read for the movie, and that, I don't know if that was in the first half of the, it. Should have been in the first half, but some of the other people that read for that role. Of, I, of I think I've heard, I've
0: heard this before. I don't think I've seen it, but I don't remember. Like who they a were. young
1: Ben Stiller.
0: Yeah, that's right. Like, yep. I was
1: like, "What in the fuck?" Like, where did the? Uh, it was Ben Stiller and somebody else. I have to know now. But yeah, if you look at some of the takes or the footage with Eric Stoltz. As Marty McFly, you're like, oh my God, this movie would have been an epic failure if he had stayed in the movie.
0: I wonder, um, so you say young Ben Stiller. Yeah. Was, I wonder how, I wonder what year Heavyweights came out (laughs) compared to when- It was long
1: before, this was long before Heavyweights.
0: I know, but I'm wondering like how many years? We don't have to look it up. I was just, I'm just curious. So-
1: Back to the Future was 85. I want to say Heavyweights was 95. At least. Okay. Right?
0: Probably so. You're probably right.
1: So Ralph Macchio. Yeah. uh, John Cusack. Johnny Depp.
0: Haven't heard the name John Cusack in a while.
1: Yeah. Charlie Sheen. Wait a minute. Jeff Goldblum was considered to play Doc Brown before the casting of Christopher Lloyd. Yikes. What? Although Doc Brown is written to be much older than Marty, and Eddie Murphy was under consideration to play Doc Brown. (laughs) What? Gene Wilder, Doc Brown. Steve Martin, Doc Brown. John Lithgow. That would have been cool.
0: I don't know. Eh,
1: yeah, there, there's only one. You just, can't yeah. You just you can't, yeah. Yeah. And they switched to the girlfriend. That was, I don't know if you saw that in the first half of that. So, like, once they cast uh, Michael J. Fox, the girl who they had playing his girlfriend in the movie was significantly taller than Michael J. Fox, so they had to essentially fire her and replace her with someone shorter. That makes sense. Yeah. Did you ever watch The Office?
0: No, I've tried. No, okay. I've tried. It's just not for me. I probably need to try again. You're,
1: but I maybe maybe so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: But I get it. I get why some people say that. I get why people say they don't like the office. Did you? I didn't like it at first. It
0: reminds me of like the other shows like that. Um, I say that like that, and you're probably gonna tell me I'm an idiot. Um, Parks and Rec. Yes, Parks and Rec, or the, comu- well, the Office comu- was first.
1: Community. The Office was before both of them.
0: I know it was, but I'm just saying like they they all kind of remind me of the same thing. It's like just a bunch of, it's yeah. just a big cast of heavy hitters trying to make a TV show. I know that sounds stupid. Say but- that, yeah. I mean,
1: that, <laughs> that. Big cast of heavy hitters. I think yeah. That's the title of the show.
0: All right, let's do that. I'm good with that.
1: All right. So to answer your original question, <clears throat> yes, I like the Super Bowl halftime show.
0: I'm glad the Chiefs won.
1: Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: it was. I was very happy with how the game went. I think it was a very good. Like that. That's the kind of Super Bowl you want.
1: I mean, people are a little bit upset how it ended. You know, with the the penalty call. And I would. I know. wouldn't have. I
0: wouldn't have called it. But it was a call to make.
1: It would. It was close enough to make the call.
0: And it was close enough. And I think all the people who are hating on the refs or hating on the Chiefs for how it went down, there were a lot of calls that Philadelphia got away with too. Some big yeah, dude, some Yeah, think big about catches. how many
1: missed calls there are in a football game. Exactly. How and many just, holds, how many... Yeah, dude, come on. Like Exactly. And just because, because, of the, it, because of
0: the timing of one, with it being at the end of the game, that's when you think holding calls are probably going to happen the most because you're talking about, you know, Keeping another team from scoring at the end of the game to win. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. when these players have to be doing everything they possibly can to keep these guys. And then after the game, that player that had the holding call admitted it. He said he didn't it was admit a, it. Well, he said it was a holding call. I was just hoping they weren't gonna call it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, did he say that? I thought he said I I I I tugged on his jersey and hoped they wouldn't make the call. Oh,
0: maybe he that's didn't what say he said.
1: that. Well, I, I thought that's what I remember reading. You might be right,
0: but, but, but either I don't way, remember either him admitting, way, admitting you, that it was a... Either way, if you say that, if you tugged on his jersey, that means you were holding him back from running. Yeah,
1: but see, good for him, dude. Like, that. that's... that's. I like that. I like him being like, yeah, you know, I could have made a better play. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Like, good for that guy. I'm sure his teammates don't appreciate that, but whatever. <laughs> and you know the Philadelphia fans don't appreciate that. Right. Uh, Mahomes is a wizard. He is. And uh, and
0: we you know, we we say that a lot. Dude, Travis Travis Kelsey is a stud. I cannot
1: stand that guy.
0: How I, I've never seen a player He's great. I've he's never great. seen a tight end just become wide open all the time.
1: Well, Gronk would be like, hey dude, you ever watch me play?
0: Well, he's also got some height.
1: <laughs> to, is it a prerequisite for you to be a white tight end in football? You have to be a bro. seriously probably what did i tweet when travis kelsey was talking hold on
0: i don't know i've seen a lot of tiktok videos about travis Kelsey or about um like re redoing uh any time that mahomes is talking
1: with travis kelsey yeah. just
0: coming up behind him you the man bro you the man bro love this guy
1: <laughs> oh i said travis kelsey straight out of a trick daddy video <laughs> Ready to get out of here?
0: I am. Let's
1: do it. Let's do it.